0: You know what? Last week we were away. We were on vacation and, uh, actually I went up north to, um, Elgin and I was with the Harvest Bible Fellowship there. Had a great opportunity to teach that afternoon with, uh, the next 14 guys going out to be senior pastors. You saw that list in 2012 where there's another group being trained now getting ready to be sent out. And, uh, so I was up there training with them for an afternoon and, uh, just got the chance to speak to them about, hey, what does it mean to grow a church and what's the senior pastor's role in it? And in fact, what isn't our role as well and uh, how it's God that's doing the growing and how do we step out of the way of that? And, and uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But great opportunity there. And then uh got in the car and we basically raced down to St. Louis. And uh, our daughter was in uh, the Super Regionals competition down there for marching band in St. Louis. So that was a neat opportunity to see them play and uh, took first in their class in two way. Uh, Morton marching band is kicking it. Yeah. Uh, two applause there. That's good. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, again, actually they had state finals this week and they took first and two A there as well. So they did really well. It's been a great year for Morton marching band. And, uh, let me tell you, it's a, um, all right, let's be real. It's a cult. Uh, (laughs) it is a humongous amount of time, but, uh, we love it as a family. It was great to support it. Uh, last weekend, they actually got the chance to play for the Rams Packers at halftime. Uh, so they were playing in the halftime show there. And, uh, so we were uh we were privileged to be able to see that uh, come down as well. Uh, whoever thought that as a freshman you'd be like playing for the Rams Packers, you know what I mean? What a weird experience. So anyways, great to do that, but hey Steve, we appreciate you sharing last week and I know Steve brought the word well here. We were listening to it on the way home last week and I uh, appreciate the challenge, very strong challenge from the word about using the word to grow in our lives, to meditate ...on who he is and what the word has to say about him. Uh, passionate, powerful sharing there. I love the fact that we're deep, deep on the bench here. So while I'm away and relaxing, uh, this place is well cared for with elders and staff... ...and and uh, lay people just committed to what God's doing. So thanks for all you're doing, uh, but it's great to be back too. All right. So uh, today, today we're diving in. we got two weeks left here in the Prepare series. On your mark, get set. That's the name of the series... And uh, today we're just going to jump right in. The challenge is prepare to fast. Not because Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming up and we need to lose a little around the waist first. Prepare to fast. It actually has a holy impact on our lives. Uh, Why? And what advantage advantage does it have? That's what we're going to talk about today. Lord, how do we get real about holiness and going after it with you? All right. Prepare to fast. That's what we're going to talk about. So turn with me, if you will, to Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Joel 2, that's a, a really small book towards the end of the Old Testament, all right? So take a little time to look. If you haven't found it before, you might you need to use Table of Contents. But uh, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, okay? So just kind of setting the pace there for you as you're looking. Hey, we got ushers coming forward. They got Bibles in their hands. So if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. They'll get one to you, all right? Just raise your hand. They'll get a Bible to you. Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Lord, how do we go about fasting and praying that we might achieve some holiness in our lives that honors you? That's what we're answering today. First step, personal call. Purify your heart as you confess and turn to him. It's a personal call first to purify your heart as you confess and turn to him. All right. So we're in the book of Joel. He says, yet even now, declares the Lord, verse 12, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. So he starts in pretty heavy in verse 12. So what's going on here? Context. Always good to know the context when you're reading something in the passages of Scripture. So uh, chapter 1 is historical. Notice it's past tense. And it's talking about this locust plague that was going on, this attack, this judgment that was taking place on them and some responsibility they had to um, get holy before God. So that was a past tense challenge. There's something bad that happened. And then chapter two starts and there's something even worse that's coming and future tense. You must understand the day of the Lord. And this is a huge phrase, day of the Lord. Okay. It's not just some words thrown together. It's alluding to the end time when God comes. Jesus Christ ends it all. And he's saying, that's it. All right. And there's this season of time that's taking place in judgment and tribulation and then final return. The day of the Lord has this long sense of judgment in it. And get ready. God's got some things to say. And we need to hear him. That was a setup. Verse 12 then starts, yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. Are you hearing it? The call to action is a heavy duty call. He says, yet even now, like, I don't care what you've been through. I know some of it's been horrific. It doesn't matter. I know there's been horrendous sin going on. I don't care. I love you. Turn back to me. Yet even now. That's what he's saying. No matter how dark the sin, no matter how off you've been running it, come to him today. Yet even now. It's time. Yet even now, no matter how dark the sin, no matter how wrong it's gone, return to me. means drop yourself and honor God by running back to him, into his open arms. Be done with that. As James MacDonald would say, be dead to that, right? End the sin and start running with your God. Yet even now, return to me, how? With all your heart. Uh, With how much of your heart? Yeah, with all your heart, okay? Not with some of it, not with this little piece of it, not with the piece that's available between uh, uh, four and five o'clock on Sunday afternoon when I'm contemplating things that have gone on for the day and I have a little bit of downtime between games. You know what I'm saying some of you guys are like, oh, I know exactly what you're saying But i'm talking like all of your heart Okay, nothing held back Nothing more important. I'm with you. God. What do you have to say with all of your heart? Not a piece of you being held back Now he gives a description of how with fasting and weeping and with mourning with fasting and weeping and mourning So fasting, that's abstaining, setting things aside that you would normally be taking in, but you're not now for a season in order to focus on him. Fasting, weeping, that's because you're seeing the severity of things. You get it, and it's not good. It's time to be done with that. Weeping and then mourning. In fact, you're seeing a death or a loss. You're grieving over the loss of the walk you could have had with him and it's time to come running back to him Lord, please forgive me for where i've been and for some of you This might have been for the last five years or ten years There might be a piece of your heart right now as you sit down here where you're like I really don't want to hear about god Quite frankly, i'm at church today to check a box and feel a little better about myself Not interested in it This is a moment to take a deep breath And say, Lord, what do you have for me right now, right here? Some of you, it might have just been a short week, and and it's just a couple of spots where you lost it, but it's really been distracting. And it's time. It's time to say, I'm done with that. Yet, even now, return to me, says the Lord, with weeping and mourning. He says, And rend your hearts, not your garments. Rend it means to tear open Like it was one of the things they were asked to do through the law is in the midst of of uh, repenting tear your garments It shows that you are like I don't want anything hiding anything and, and you're tearing it open I'm, I'm open to what's going on. And so the outer garment torn and It was showing that you were fed up With the sin and he's saying look will you stop with the external show only? Do me a favor If you're going to rend the garment, rend the heart as well. Like it's all in, man. That's what it looks like, that God might be glorified. Rending, tearing apart, showing from the inside out that you're with him. Rending your hearts. He says, um, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is gracious and merciful. It's not turn to the Lord your God because it's just the right thing to do. It's turned to the Lord your God because there's benefit. We have a gracious, almighty God. And yes, he deserves all the glory no matter what. But hear me, we also get a benefit. What a great God we have. Gracious, meaning he gives us things we do not deserve. He lavishes upon us. And merciful, he holds back from us the things we do deserve. And so while we should be separated for eternity, instead... We can have all eternity with him in glory, celebrating him. I'm telling you, that last song we sang there, uh, the holy, holy song, right? I'm telling you, that's just a taste. Imagine hundreds and hundreds of millions of people singing that song out to God Almighty and celebrating him. That's just one moment of a taste of eternity with him says that he's gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Like he's patient. He doesn't just destroy us the moment we walk away from us from him. He gives us a chance to walk and learn and grow and come back to him. Steadfast love. This is a huge word. When you read the Old Testament, anytime you see the word steadfast love, you might want to circle it uh, or write it down in your notes big. So here's the Hebrew word, hesed. H-E-S-E-D. Hesed. It is huge. Steadfast love. It means his love never ends. Never changes. Never is thwarted. No matter what. He's standing in the gap for us. He's longing for us. He's there with you right now with whatever is going on. Hesed. Steadfast love. And you do a read through the Old Testament, you're going to find that word everywhere. Steadfast love. It is how God interacts with mankind. A love that does not change. Steadfast love. A great God. Slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. He will stop. He will pull off. There is a time where he's training us. And when the training is done, Blessing comes he says who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him and a grain offering and a drink offering When I first read this I was like what? He's gonna do what and here's what he's saying He's saying he's gonna so bless you as you come back to him That he's gonna lavish upon you and using the farming analogy your crops will increase Your vines will grow and you're gonna have so much crop that you'll be able to give first fruits giving Back to him, grain offering. You'll be able to give first fruits giving, a drink offering. Right? Are you hearing? He's like he's gonna bless upon you and you're gonna be able to bless him back. And here's the key it's all his anyway. And so his reflection here is literally you're giving us your first fruits gift. Are you hearing it? It's like, what a great privilege we have to hang with God, to spend time with him, to be blown away with his graciousness and his mercy and his holiness and his blessing. And His I'm telling you, there's no sin better than that. I don't know what sin you're in, but drop it today and run. There is nothing better. And why do we get stuck in sin? Always. Uh, it's about self. We're trying to feel good. It's either what looks good or what feels good or what shows me off. And none of those will, in the end, pay off. Run from that. Be done with that. Simple challenge, personal call, purify yourself. Purify yourself. Make sure God's working in your life in a way that is powerful. You know, like I said this last week, I, I, was, uh, I had a chance to teach uh, at the harvest fellowship with these guys and it's just cool to hear guys who are on the edge getting ready to go out And be senior pastors and they're excited and they're hungry and they got a million questions And they want to hear from people who are out there doing it And and uh, so as we walk through the day just I teach some and then let them ask questions and we just interact and sit and talk and uh, So the top two points I made to them number one uh, No growth comes without god uh, No real growth So hey, you may get numbers up But I'm telling you, if God's not in the middle of it giving the increase, you don't want a piece of that. Uh, Big, without God growing it, don't want to be there. Huge deal. So we water, we plant, but it's God who gives the increase. And you better be thinking that way. Let God have his way with you and with the church. So that's the first step. And the second piece of it is exactly the point we're looking at today. Personal call. Uh, You can't lead where you haven't gone. If you want to lead as a senior pastor was the challenge. Well, then you better get out ahead and rend your heart and let God work on you. And each week rend your heart. It's not I did it for a little while. And so now I'm ready. Now I'm just going to go out there and tell everybody else to do it. Like I'm telling you, my job every week is to get into the word and have it get a hold of me. And on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm starting to get it. If by Friday I haven't gotten it, then it's a long Friday. You know what I'm saying? And and then Saturday morning comes, and usually I'm spending Saturday morning getting things nailed down and preaching through it to make sure it flows. And do I really get what's going on here? And, Lord, what are you changing in me this week because of it? And, look, if I can't preach it with passion here, I need to sit down. You know what I'm saying? Personal call. So, please... Don't look to try to have a relationship with somebody else and share the greatness of Christ. But you're like, yeah, but I really don't walk with them. It's time to say, Lord, rock me. Lord, I want to know you with all I have. Change me and shape me. Heavy message. Simply this. What do you have to let go of? Even now. What needs to be set down? It's time to trust him. It's time for purity. You just name a few sins that blow us away gossip, coarse language, pornography, adultery, uh, any kind of sexual interaction that's out of wedlock and inappropriate, stealing, just raw selfishness in your thinking. Right? As we go down the list. We're stuck in something. There's things we're all struggling with. So what's your thing? Make sure you write it down and make sure this is the week to be done with it. Know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, I'm ready to hear from you. What do you want done? I'm done with that. May you get the greater glory. Personal call is a call to holiness. It's a call to letting him rock our world with a joy that can never be matched by anything we toy with in in this earth. Forget the sin. Run to your Savior. Okay? Personal call. Second, corporate call. Gather as one body and call for a fast with purpose. Corporate call. Gather as one body and call for a fast with purpose. Notice what he says here. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Do you hear it? Like it's time for us together as a body to rally. And when we know that there's an issue going on, it's time for us to respond to that issue by not taking it lightly, but coming together as a body and saying, we're done with it. That's what he's saying. Rally it together. And I have to tell you, I went through this at first and I was like, okay, I get it. And blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I blow the trumpet and hamana and and I, so then I went back and I just started studying it a little closer. And just so you know, um, the word trumpet is actually not in the original language there. Uh, the word is actually shofar Okay, so we think of trumpet we think of the three valve thing and it's really pretty uh, stainless steel or whatever, you know a brass color and uh, last week we were at the finals as we were walking down the steps a Little girl was walking up with her trumpet and banged it off the concrete step Bing. Yeah, you should have heard what mom had to say about that one <laughs> Little side note there <laughs> Shofar that's the word shofar and, and so I started looking it up like, ah, oh, cool. What's that look like then? And what is it? And it it can be as small as a little ram's horn. And that's like the personal shofar you would have. And it can be as huge as one of those long four footers. And, and I thought, what a great way to, it'd be awesome to let you guys see and hear a shofar to get the point, okay? And, and so we called up a couple of friends and uh, uh, one of them is uh, in a Jewish synagogue. They're uh, Jewish in their culture. And um, so they loaned us a shofar. We asked if they'd come here today to play it. And uh, they were not available. They're playing shofars at another church. Uh, go figure, right? So, uh, so what, what's better than a Jewish person who knows how to play the shofar for his temple, uh, Ross Wethrich? <laughs> All right. So we did get the shofar from him. Come to come to the middle here, man, where we got good light. You can hold up that shofar first. So uh, Ross played the French horn in high school. So I figured I'd ask Ross. We found out this is nothing like a French horn. Uh, so he got it last night at, what, midnight? You came over to my house and you're blowing this thing in the house and uh, trying to get a noise out of it. Just so you know, I get zero noise out of this. My wife, zero. My daughters, well, Alyssa got a little bit, but we could not get consistent on it. These are hard to play, very hard to play. But Ross, put some effort into it. What's one day of playing a shofar sound like? All right, brother, give it to us. dude. nice job, man. All right. Way to go. Uh, Yeah, I'll hold on to it. Thank you. Nice job. Imagine that in our house at midnight last night. Very consistent. Hey, so this is a little personal so far. This is what you'd have on the side of you and you'd play this. And uh, that was like the long single blast. I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, but what's it sound like when they play the really long ones, the four-footers, okay? The type that they would call an entire gathering to. So we got a recording of that. We're going to give it a shot here. This is what it sounds like. I have no idea what the water is. That's good. I'm about ready to go to the bathroom now. (laughs) Saying it like it is. All right. Shofar blow the trumpet. All right, that first word is actually blast the trumpet takia. All right It's really what Ross did that big huge long Blasting sound. It's like it's time to come to the savior. It's time to repent It's time for us to be consecrated to him So they actually have four different blasts. They played with the shofar. I'll just tell you this real quickly The first one is the takia that long one. Okay, uh, the second one is called the uh, shavarim this is a three short blast, like the doo-woo, doo, doo-woo, doo-woo. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> and so and so that's like a we must repent. Okay? So it's three short blasts together, alright? So when you hear the long followed by the three short, it's time to come to repentance. That's what it is. It was a national call. You heard that, you drop everything. That's what's going on. Alright? Um, and then the terua, that's like nine blasts in a row, real fast. And uh, that means somebody's attacking. Get your weapon. Okay? The alarm blast. In fact, in Joel chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Blast the trumpet with the alarm blast. Chapter 2, verse 1 is about nine quick blasts. Chapter 2, verse 15 that we're in here is about the shavarim, the three short blasts. The Give it over to God, it's time to repent. It's a big difference in what's being blasted out. And it calls you to something very different Deep, deep moment for us to get what it means I'm telling you, take a little bit of time to camp on scripture You'll be amazed what you dig into and what you find Blow the trumpet in Zion Consecrate a fast Call a solemn assembly Consecrate, set apart A time for a fast It's time for us to set apart some of the food we're eating That God might be able to get a hold of us Lord, please don't let me feed my stomach right now It's time to feed my soul Are you hearing me like I want to be hearing you, Lord? What do you want done? Call a solemn assembly. This is a large group of people that all get the big picture. Hey, that's you guys. Like this is us gathering together. And and if you're visiting with us today, welcome. Uh, Join us as we get real about what God's calling us to. He says, consecrate the congregation. And make sure that we together understand what we together are going after. Yeah, we're moving into a building in a couple of weeks. It's just brick and mortar. It's not a big deal. It's just a change of address. But I'll tell you this. God's stirring in his people. We have people coming to Christ who have heard the message over and over. But right now, they hear it once and they're accepting Christ. I can't tell you what's going on, but I know this. God's moving. And our need right now is to respond. Lord, I need to be more in tune with you than ever before. I'm listening, Lord. What do you want in my life? Consecrate the assembly. Set yourselves apart as ones listening to the king. That's our call. Well, who should be included in this? Assemble the elders. Gather the children. Even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Elders, you know, the leaders, the the people that are modeling it and and saying, follow me. Gather them together for sure. But hey, it's more than that. It's even get the children together. The ones who are running around and helping out with little things around the farm in this case or around the little towns that they might be in. Bring them together. We're all together going to do this as a family. It says even nursing infants. And they had a very specific way that they walked little kids through a fast. Uh, please be careful with that uh, Watch out You got to be able to care for the physical needs as well as the spiritual needs All right, so uh, don't just run in and try to execute a scripture and you're ending up really hurting a family member You know what i'm saying? But he was saying make it family wide Make sure we all get this and we all are going after it This consecration this turning around to hear him It must be all all in all everybody in That's what it has to be as we consecrate ourselves to the Almighty. He's saying, this is serious stuff. That's serious. That's what he's talking about. Like, we're talking about a future event coming where God is trying to say, get real. It's a serious time. Everybody get involved. Just say, "That's that's serious. Yeah, that's serious, man. And we live our lives like it's not serious. We live our lives like daily. We can go after whatever we want. And every once in a while, we'll just say sorry and whatever. And maybe it's time we consecrate ourselves to him. That's serious. Serious stuff that we get real with our God and real with sin. What's with this bridegroom and bride thing? Right? And So I did a little bit of looking up on that too. Did you know that when people were married in Jewish culture... They were given a year off of any public responsibility Okay, so you didn't have to go to war And uh, if there was any public gatherings called you didn't have to go uh, Just take a year together to learn how to get along together to begin to care for each other Just spend a year loving on each other. All right, and uh, and he's saying not this time On these consecration fasts break them This is too big Everybody needs to be in And people hanging in their tents who have been married and they're just hanging out for a year is not going to do it So we need you all of you involved Even if you've been married for a short time My whole front row here So, uh, yeah, I mean it's a big deal It's a big deal to say god. We hear you and we're in even in our first year. I know you guys aren't married. It's cool. Yeah Yeah so fasting. You better understand what it is and how it works if we're going to get it down, all right? So let's just answer a few questions. Why fast? Uh, first of all, David said it's the best way to humble myself. He says, I fast to humble myself before the Lord. It's, Lord, help me to see what I need to let go of. To humble us, all right? Uh, a second one is to seek his face. Why? To seek his face. Second Chronicles 7.14 says that if we humble ourselves, if we pray And if we look after him seeking his face, that we'll end up being blessed. All right. That's what it's about. Seeking his face. Lord, may your presence absolutely be felt in my life. Your manifest presence shown here. It's a very real time of taking apart for him. Seeking God's blessing uh, on the situation, whatever that might be. And not saying, Lord, I want it my way. Fasting is not to convince God to give you what you want fasting is being able to say, Lord, I want to hear what you want and I'll move exactly where you want me to move. So I just wrote it this way. Fasting without praying is at best a diet plan. You hear me? Fasting without praying, that's at best a diet plan and maybe even not a good one at that. All right. Uh, you need to be basking in him. Part of fasting is replacing the time of food with a time with him. And Lord, every time I have a pang, I long for you. Then I want to be in more time with you. Bask in his glory. Remember Second Corinthians 3. When we bask in his glory, he transforms us from one degree of glory to another. This is a way of putting us there more and more focused. All right? That's why to fast. Types of fast. Uh, there's partial fasts. Like Daniel did. Like I'm only going to eat these foods, but not those foods. You know, i'm only gonna eat vegetables i'm not gonna eat red meats right now or or i'm not gonna eat desserts right now or Or i'm not gonna eat chocolate right now or i'm not gonna drink pop right now. These are partial fasts. All right There's also a water and juice fast That's like i'm gonna take a day or a couple days of not eating But i'm gonna drink juices and waters to keep myself replenished keep my body running uh, so i'm not hurting myself I'm going to be wise about this, but at the same time, I'm going to be going through a very solemn moment with God, okay? That's the water and juice fasts. And then the third one is what's called an absolute fast. Be really careful here, okay? This is when we do no water, no food, no anything for days, and some have gone weeks. Jesus did 40 days, right? Be very careful. Those are divine uh, callings, and you have to be very cautious in how you handle yourself with those. You can really hurt yourself, all right? So all the doctors in the room are nodding. They're happy I'm at least saying these things, right? And uh, be careful. So who should fast? All believers. All believers, as long as you're physically healthy. All right? I just want to keep putting that in there over and over be careful. Look if you're hypoglycemic You've got diabetes. You've got a heart condition. You're on medications Make sure you're talking to your doctor first and you're doing this wisely But i'm telling you we're all called to be praying and fasting. Jesus did not say if he said when Are you hearing me? So we're called to fast. Why what's the big deal? Well, we already talked a little bit about it It shows us jesus christ in a more rich real way than we could ever imagine And it gives us clarity of focus and it gives us direction and it gives us a time of longing for purity. And who should fast? Any believer who isn't perfect. Any believer. Okay? That's who. Just be careful about the health side of it. Do get some doctor's approval if you need to, all right? So uh, how to fast. I'm just going to give you seven quick steps on how to fast, all right? But I'm also going to preface it with this. Hear me. I'm going to ask us to fast this week as a body. I'm going to ask us to rally together as a body and go after a couple things. So hopefully that just got your pen going a little bit faster. All right, get ready. We're going to talk through how to fast. So step one, prepare, prepare. Uh, You may want to wean yourself off of certain things like tons and tons of caffeine or sweets or very large meals. Be a little careful. Uh, it is, we're only going to do a one-day fast, okay? So you can probably last uh, without having weaned yourself, but be cautious. Uh, if you're just taking tons and tons, you might want to be weaning down anyway. Know what I'm saying? Uh, prepare. That's the physical. Uh, but also on the spiritual side, be ready to have an answer for why you're doing it. I'm telling you, somebody's going to be like, hey, dude, want to go to lunch on Thursday? And You're going to be like, uh, I kind of booked with something. And like, what are you booked with? Oh just this thing, you know? Like, don't do that. Be real on it, okay? I know scriptures talk about hiding a fast. I'm not talking about looking sullen about it. Like, oh dude. Doing this hard thing today. It's not that. It's just, hey, I'm excited. I'm taking a moment to be with my God. I'm doing some fasting. We're doing it as a church, and so I'm not available today though. Thanks for the ask, for the offer. Do you hear what I'm saying? Be real, be frank, have an answer. Think it out ahead of time what you're comfortable saying and make sure you're ready to say that prepare All right. Number two set your objective Set your objective So let me help you set it All right, if you go into a fast without an objective, you're just doing a diet plan Okay, you really are by the end of it. You're not really going to get anywhere because you're like I don't even know And 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 so if you want to at least say lord, give me direction. See that's an objective like I I i'm i'm wandering Okay, that's an objective Uh, So here's my request seek some personal objective personal walk lord What do I need to get cleansed of what needs to be confessed? Personal talk to me lord what needs to go And then the second part of it will be family extended family Lord help me to be a message to them and a witness May there be clarity to my family of what it means to follow you passion for them and purity for them in following you and knowing you It's a longer-term prayer for your family and extended family So personal and then family and then the third part is the church And so here's my request for the church be praying lord. Who should I be inviting? Who have I not reached out to yet that I should be reaching out to who needs to hear about you lord? And remember we're not trying to invite people from churches where they're like on fire They're plugged in and they got it going on already. That's not what it's about This is about getting to people who don't have a church home. They're looking around They're not even sure if they need a church or want a church yet. Maybe that kind of person like lord who Who could we be inviting here? To come lead me to that lord And then the second part of it for the church is uh, please be preparing those hearts that we're going to talk to and invite Lord, please prepare so that as I'm sharing, it's like, I've been waiting for you to ask. Wow, this is awesome. I was wondering when that was going on. You're like, wow, that's good. You know what I mean? Some of these easy invite moments. Lord, please be preparing their heart. And then the third part is, uh, Lord, please help us to complete everything on time and be prepared and ready to rock with grand opening. Just a few things to be finishing there and finalizing. And, and we've got some great crews that are going, and we've just got a week and a half left to finish. And uh, be praying for that stuff, all right? Let God be lifting up this church and the next steps we might take in ministry and in hearts being changed for him. Committing your walk is going to change everything. A body on fire for Jesus Christ is unstoppable in this earth. Are you hearing me? God can use you in mighty ways if you're clean with him. That's what we're going after. And then God, use us as we reach out. That was number two, set your objective. Number three, make your commitment. I'm in. I get it and I'm in like, here's what I'm asking to do Wednesday night after dinner, go ahead and have dinner Wednesday night, but after dinner and then go to Thursday night, break the fast with dinner. Okay. So this is a little bit easy. It's just two meals, skip breakfast and lunch on Thursday. All right. That's what I'm asking. Make the plan, set it, figure out how you're going to do it. What's that going to work like? What do I need to do for this? Uh, who might I need to call if I need to adjust things and whatever, get your plan set. Uh, But more than that, where am I going to go? Like I'm telling you, if you're not eating and you're just standing there and you're like, now what? You're going to be more aware of your hunger than anything else. You need a plan for going after some things. And we'll have some more on this in just a second. All right. So make a commitment Wednesday night into Thursday. Really cool statement about that uh, on the Thursday thing. I was picking Thursday. I don't know why. Just like Thursday, it's November 1st. Let's go after it. Then I got a call from Steve Hutton, one of our elders, and uh, the East Peoria mayor and some of the other guys that um, that are part of our um, government here in East Peoria want to help launch the church by doing a ribbon cutting. They want to be able to reflect, hey, we don't just put Bass Pros in this place. We put churches in this place. And uh, how cool is that, right? Yeah. And uh, in the midst of it, he said, but the only time I'm available is Thursday. Uh, one o'clock to two o'clock or one to three or whatever it is somewhere in there So hey be praying and, and that god might be able to get the greater glory god's doing something with thursday I can feel it coming and there's some momentum building and get ready. You've got a job to do. All right number four uh, In those times where you're not eating like breakfast and lunch be reading and praying. What do I read? Yeah, I know that could be a problem. So here's what i'm asking you to read at a minimum uh, Wednesday night isaiah 58 6 we're going to put this in an email and send it out to okay but but write this down and get ready to go. Isaiah 58:6 Wednesday night. This is a focus on personal. Remember we said the personal walk. Get that started first. What do you need cleansed Lord? Personal walk. Isaiah 58:6 killer verse on that, all right? Second piece, Isaiah 58:11 and 12, that'll be Thursday morning breakfast. Isaiah 58:11 and 12. Thursday morning. That's family. It's calling all those together you have relationship with and making sure they're consecrated to him fired up And then the third piece lunch thursday afternoon isaiah 58 13 and 14. It's about the church body isaiah 58 13 and 14 All right, so 58 6 then 11 and 12 then 13 and 14 It'll give you a great opportunity to walk through isaiah 58, which is a a passage on fasting And focus, okay, and there's personal and there's family and there's church within it and god may I be a part of that All right So that's what's going on with the read and the pray by the way when you're fasting Another thing to do is as you feel hunger pangs come up Maybe it won't be at a meal time then you stop Right where you are with the hunger pang moment and you say i'm not going to worry about feeding that i'm going to feed soul And you just pray like lord. What do you want right now done in me? Or, Lord, I just pray that you might mightily move in names that I might reach out to. And, Lord, who? Help me be bold with that. And, Lord, where? And, Lord, may I be strong in my faith with you. And that's what we're talking about. You hearing it? Like it builds strength in you. I'm telling you, if you lean in every time you feel a hunger pang, it's going to be very uh, infrequent that Satan wants to prick you on that. You know what I mean? To come in and, and tease on the hunger, and every time he does it, you're leaning forward towards Christ, he's walking away. All right? So be aware, this is a spiritual warfare going on. Okay? Number five, drink juices and waters as needed. Please do this. All right? <clears throat> Timely time for me to drink water. Really, get drinks as you need it. Make sure you drink some juices. It'll put some some uh, energy in you. And uh, you'll feel uh, more energized throughout the day, all right? Be careful. Don't drink too sweet of sweets on the juice. Uh, It'll really hurt you. I'm telling you, you go for a hardcore orange juice and you've got nothing in you, you're going to feel that. That'll be a good fast for you. So uh, be careful with that. Apple juices, that kind of thing really work well. All right. Just trying to be really practical here. Number six, end gradually. Hey, you know what? It's really not a huge amount. We're, we're fasting about 23 hours, okay? So ending gradually isn't a huge deal here, but if you fast and it tends to be a little longer or something, ending like with a big bang meal, not a good plan. Okay, like easing your way in maybe two meal pieces that night or a little bit and then a little bit some later uh, Really a wise move. All right ending gradually and then number seven expect results expect results John 14:21 says whoever keeps my commandments he it is who loves me and my father loves him and I will manifest myself to him Are you hearing it? More of jesus christ Lord i'm ready to meet you Rock my world. I'm done with me. I want to meet you this week like never before. God, show me what's going on. Please hear me on this. If you spend the time in prayer, if you spend the time looking and expecting for time with Christ, you will be amazed what God does in you. If you just fast trying to muscle self-control and change you yourself, you're missing it. Okay? The best thing you can do is as you fast, you realize weaknesses in you. Like, for example, you might realize that you get a little more angry when you don't have food in you. This is going to be a very real experience. And you're going to find that you get more short and more quick. And you need to work on controlling your tongue a little more. Those are moments not for you to go, I will do it. That doesn't work. Those are moments for you to start praying about it. God, I give this over to you. I've got a temper tantrum going. And it's not going well, and Lord, please help me to give this over to you now. Are you hearing it? Lord, I'm basking in your glory. You are merciful, and you are righteous, and you're... Are you hearing it? More about him, less about you. Otherwise, you're just muscling it. Remember Colossians 2? Abasing the flesh, right? Asceticism, just beating yourself, trying to get better. That's not what it's about, all right? So spend time with your king. May God rock your world, okay? So, November 1st, Thursday, we're actually going to be doing it Wednesday night into Thursday night. Uh, you can break the fast with the Thursday meal, all right? And uh, so it's skipping breakfast and lunch. That's what we're asking for. Uh, if for some reason you need to do it shorter because it doesn't work for you, then, then do what you need to do there, okay? But please, as a body, let's try to commit to that day. And let's see what God does. What day? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, November 1st. And some of you are going to be having huge Wednesday night meals. I can see it coming. Be careful, that actually hurts you. It stretches your stomach out and you're more hungry faster. All right? So, all right. So that's the second piece, the corporate call. The first piece was the personal call. Third, the priestly call. Approach God with prayerful request. Verse 17. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the the ministers of the Lord, weep and say. You've got ministers and priests here. Between the vestibule and the altar that means they're like close to the holy of holies in the temple or in the tabernacle They're getting close to where god resided back then the holy spirit did not take up residence within the soul back then uh, Except to influence at various moments. He typically was residing impact wise manifest presence Was basically right there in this holy of holies and so these guys would approach the holy of holies uh, and ask They would request these are the priests requesting. And here's the cool part. Uh, priests, that's Old Testament, man. That's Levites, the Levitical priesthood. And uh, nowadays, uh, we don't need that because every believer is a priest. Did you know that? Every believer is a priest. Uh, 1 Peter 2 talks about a royal priesthood of believers. Now, why does he say that? Well, Ephesians 3.12 is a great summary. It says, We with boldness and access with confidence through faith. We have boldness and access with confidence through faith that we can approach the God of the universe and be talking to him and be sharing with him and be asking. We don't have to go, hey, where's the priest? Did he spend a day consecrating himself? And now we'll put a rope around his leg and send him in and Lord willing, he consecrated well enough and, and he's going to ask on behalf of, and And if it doesn't work, we pull them out with the rope because we aren't going in there. Real stuff, right? Be careful. That's not who we serve now. We have a God who has broken down that barrier through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. We can storm the throne of grace in request as priests. That's our privilege. Notice he says right after it, and say, spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach prayer for the broader people and the good of the people. A byword among the nations. Please, Lord, don't let us just fade away. May Harvest Bible Chapel not just be a drop-in-the-pan moment where there was heat, and then there's nothing. May there be heat and fervor and life change, and then more heat and more fervor and more life change. And may more and more people get on fire for Jesus Christ as we run to him. Please, Lord. Spare not this people. Amen. Amen. That's what it needs to look like. Spare not this people, Lord. We're ready to be fired up for you. What do you want from us, God? We're ready to hear from you. It's time for us to stop toying around with Christianity and say, God, I'm ready to hear from your almighty lips. What needs to be done in my life? You hearing me? What a huge call. He says at the end, why should they say among the peoples, where's their God? You hear it? Like, Lord, you are the Almighty. May they simply be saying, surely God is among them, right? 1 Corinthians 14, the description there of God moving in the church, and the people are falling on their knees and saying, surely God is among them. That is our prayer, not where is their God. Lord, may we be open to you moving, because that's the only difference. You work with hearts that are willing. Lord, may I be willing. And where I'm not, show me where I'm not. I'm ready to be broken right there a personal call a corporate call and then a priestly call Let me just close it with this real quickly You know, we went to uh, an nfl game last week and uh, my daughter like I said was playing a halftime show And uh, so it's kind of cool. We actually my cousin works with the instant replay booth down for the rams so we got uh pregame passes to go on the field and, you know, we got the cameras and stuff, and we're taking pictures, and, and it was Rams Packers, you know. So, like, Aaron Rodgers walks by, and you're like, psh, 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 you know. And, uh, had Bradford over there taking pictures of him, and Cobb was out there. I got a few pictures of him catching and throwing a ball, and there's a point where you're like, whoa, that was Aaron Rodgers. He's not even that big. <laughs> I was just, I was surprised. I actually thought I'd, but it's more like, you know. It's okay it's a good-sized guy but man can he chuck a ball you know what i mean and all of a sudden i realized this awe moment that i've got like i am on the field of an nfl game taking pictures of those players and man that needs to be us every day as we come to the throne of grace talking with the god of the universe come with camera ready expect him to move we serve a god that is greater than any man And yet so often we're more moved by a guy we could shake hands with than talking with the God of the universe. This week is time to come expectantly and passionately pursuing him running to his arms because he is the greatest God in the universe. Amen. Amen. May God be rocking our world this week as we fast for him. So I got one question for you. Are you ready? Are you ready to fast for him and see him move? May God bless us this week as we run to his arms. Let's pray.